Hey, good evening. Hi, Robin. Can you hear me? I don't hear you. Okay, we're ready to start. So good evening, everyone. Broadcasting live from Stony Creek, Ontario, August 9th. Oh, I heard you there. I hear you. Do you hear me? I heard you. I heard something. We am joined by Robin tonight. If you'd like to join the hangout, well, you have to get special permission. So, but it's not hard to get. Just ask. And well, actually, yeah, we probably wouldn't. This isn't something I'm going to open up to everyone. The idea here is to talk about this verse and answer people's questions. But tonight we have something special as well that I'd like to bring up. And I was hoping Robin could maybe talk about, but she's muted. I don't hear her. No. I see you mo your lips are moving. No sound is coming out. was for a second. I heard something. I think it might be a cable or something. How about like, that? Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you, but the sound's pretty okay. awful. But that might okay. be on my end. That might be on my end because that was happening before. Just a second. That was when you were on Firefox. Okay, go again. How is it now? No. Yeah, it's at my end. There's some problem with uh, some problem with Ubuntu. I don't know what's wrong. Are you um, able to go on Google at all on Google Chrome for this? Because I think last time it, the problem was when you were on Firefox. No, I've got a problem. Uh, it's the same on Mumble, you know. I I get some there's some bug with Ubuntu or something. Okay, how about now? Oh, how's that? No, you still got it. But that's just at my end. I don't think anyone else is bothered by it. Just got to deal with it. Anyway, 
enough of this. Good evening, as I said. Welcome. Today we're looking at a quote by the Buddha. Actually, a conversation between him and a Brahmin. And the Brahmin says, again with his views, right? And the Brahman has his view. And so again, we have this clear distinction uh, between the Buddha and others. The Buddha is not interested in views. So again, we have someone coming to the Buddha saying, all right, here's what I believe. They just have to, like it's keeping keeping his views all bottled up. Is, is, uh, it's the thing about views, you know, because they're hard to hold on to. It takes energy and effort, so you have to exercise. And so, uh, because you're constantly assuaged by your own doubt, right? Because it's it's a view, it's not based on uh, empirical evidence. So, in order to maintain it, you have to, you have to push. And the push is in trying to get other people to believe the same things as you. This is why people proselytize. They may say it's for whatever reason, but it's actually to reaffirm their own belief, because belief is difficult to take, difficult to keep. So this Brahmin, he can't keep it. He's holding on to this view, and he's like, believes it so much, but in order to maintain that belief, whenever it starts to slip, he would have to go and, I mean, I'm just assuming he, he would have to go and tell others. That's why he comes to the Buddha. That's why people would come to the Buddha come to me and with these sort of things, all their views. And it's nice to have the example of the Buddha to say, mm -hmm. yeah, well, that's your view. And there was an article someone posted recently, and I was discussing it with them uh, about this fact, the idea that people think that their view, uh, the, the idea of an opinion, where people will come to you and say, well, my opinion, in my opinion, X and it would be something like, in my opinion, um, vaccines give you Alzheimer's, you know, something like that. I mean, I don't know about vaccines giving you Alzheimer's, but the the thrust of the article was that, well, in many cases, it's not even really an opinion; it's just a mistaken, it's it's a an erroneous statement, like it's just wrong. An opinion is is I like onions or uh, I like lavender or something but um, there's this idea that you can hide behind something because it's your your opinion and also if something is my it's just my opinion like everyone's entitled to their opinions I mean well yeah but it doesn't mean anything that you have an opinion and so we were we were talking about um, whether there there's any meaning to having an opinion and for, besides how it affects your own mind, there's really nothing, it means nothing. When you tell me I believe X, it's really meaningless. You know, if 90% if of, of humans believed something, it would still be meaningless. It would still have no bearing on the truth. If 99% of humans believed something, it would still have no bearing on the truth. So belief in and of itself is, is, is of no importance. Anyway, people seem to think it is important, and it's important that they tell you. So he came to go to, to the Buddha and said, "I this is my opinion. 
there's no harm in telling people the truth. It's an interesting statement. It, it um, reminds one of the question uh, of what to of, of whether telling the truth means not lying means always telling the truth. Does not lying always mean telling the truth? And from a Buddhist point of view, obviously, especially here, the the answer is no. This isn't what we mean by the, by by not telling a lie. Not telling a lie is actually lying. If you omit the truth, and as a result, someone has a mistaken understanding, that's not the same as lying. If you do anything to intentionally mislead someone, well, that could be considered lying. But withholding the truth is not considered lying because withholding the truth can often be quite beneficial. The problem with lying is that it's a distortion. It's a perversion of reality. What you're doing is you're intentionally taking someone away from the truth. And so inherently, it's antithetical to the practice of Buddhism and attainment of the, of the truth. But the other thing about this statement that the Buddha gives where he says, I, I don't say that, I don't don't uh, hold on to such a view. Instead, this is the Buddha looks at things to, from a completely different point of view, and it's in one sense utilitarian, uh, if it's beneficial. If it, if it helps, if saying something helps, then he will say it. If saying something doesn't help, then he won't say it. Now, the question then comes, well, could you lie... Uh, and if, if it was if it was beneficial, or could you kill if it was beneficial? And the point is that, of course, that's not possible. If it's a lie, is um, problematic, is uh, inherently harmful, and so no, doing something that is harmful is not in the uh, capability actually of an enlightened being. They're not capable of of intentional harm to themselves or others. So intentionally telling a lie is not possible. Intentionally stealing, intentionally killing, intentionally doing something that harms harms others. Or intent for the intention to harm, or oneself. I mean, intent ha having the the unwholesome mind state that would give rise to killing or stealing is not possible. But no, but the point here is in the difference in the Buddha's approach to reality, and it's in in regards to um, not whether it's this way or that way, but but whether it's helpful. So the Buddha was quite malleable and quite flexible in regards to a lot of the views that arose. So as far as telling the truth, well, it's quite a simple teaching. I mean, the actual teaching here is just that it's not always useful to tell the truth but the the premise behind it is interest more interesting and it's that in regards to views they're not really of any import opinions are not useful the buddha doesn't hold on to them doesn't give them any weight what he gave weight to is truth value benefit so that's the dhamma for tonight does anybody have any questions? What if somebody can handle the truth? I don't understand.
of such as the non-existence? You mean cannot handle the truth? Is that what you're asking? I think uh, you've got some grammar issues. If someone can't handle the truth, like they believe that God exists, so you shouldn't tell them that he doesn't exist, that God doesn't exist. I mean, this is the another, you don't have to. It's important to always be right. It's not always important, it's not always wise to try to convince other people that you're right. There's a big difference. You know, we, it's not our duty to um, fix other people. It's not our role, our goal. It doesn't help to try. It's our role and our duty to be clear in the mind, to be mindful, and to be beneficial, to be helpful, to be kind. be pure I have um, so so we have something that we wanted to talk about and if Robin's amenable maybe um, I could ask her to say something about our project sure can you still hear me yes I can and about tomorrow so if, if there's anybody who wants to join us tomorrow they can we're at seven o'clock just let them know they can contact and, and we'll add them to the hangout. Sure. So what we're meeting on tomorrow at 7, for anyone who's interested, is um, we're putting together an online campaign. Bhante is um, interested in establishing a monastery up in Canada in the area of McMaster University, which is a really exciting project. It's going to be great for the students at McMaster um, to, to have a Buddhist monastery, a place to go and learn meditation, but it's also going to be a benefit to people who may never make it to Canada or, although it's not that far, but, um, you know, even for people that are far away, it's it's still, it's a really interesting concept, what Bhante does now with, you know, broadcasting things that are going on on the internet. It's just a, a wonderful idea of having local meditation courses and um, local daily Dhamma and broadcasting it as as well to us. So it's really, really exciting and definitely want to support him in that. So we have a campaign like the the type that you see. It's through a website called You Caring, and we should have it ready tomorrow to roll out. And uh, hopefully people will be interested in supporting it and sharing it with other people who might be interested in supporting it. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, part of it is having a support group here to do these sorts of things. I mean, right now I'm doing everything on my own. If you see, I just recorded the video for the project here. There's the camera. And then over there, there's a place to... Anyway, I'm not going to show you my room. It's all messy. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a station where that's currently are just finished... Um, transcoding the video so it goes from this station to the but i'm doing it all here in this small small room and um, so the idea is that that probably should change um yeah so we're going to be starting up a place but we need help and organizing and and so yeah support in making it happen so tomorrow we're going to have a meeting and if anyone would like to join the meeting uh, we'll have, it's going to be online. Just let us know and we'll add you to the Hangout at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
And uh, other than that, just wait for the YouTube video to come out. Should should have it. I mean, it's ready now. I just I have to upload it. And then there's going to be links and everything there. So you want to get involved. Actually, maybe we can kind of premiere it here with this group tomorrow before, uh, or at at what point will it go live on YouTube? Tonight, I you... can, yeah. I mean, I can I can leave it private tonight, right? Yeah, maybe premiere it here tomorrow with uh, with this group here. That'd be nice. Anyway, back to some questions. When a view or opinion arises, I find myself verbalizing in the head instead, along with my noting. Is there a way to not do so? Well, you can't control, you see. This is the thing that you're learning, is that we're not in control exactly. We can change, we can um, steer ourselves in a different direction, but it's got to be moment to moment. Um, and so for for something to just not happen it's like turning a switch it's not doesn't work that way right now you're you're going heading in a or you're in a certain bent or a certain a direction that includes that sort of verbal verbalization mentalization um, but you can steer away from that if you start to cultivate different habits you have to identify which habits are which uh, activities are promoting the habit and you start to change as you see that those are un, unbeneficial and they're leading to harmful habits, etc., etc. So when their father wants their children to be Catholic and they don't want... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you might just go along with something, right? But you don't go along to it to the extent that it means you're lying. But you just might not say, Father, I'm not a Catholic. You know, you don't have to tell him that you're not a Catholic. It doesn't really help him, not likely. I mean, if you think it could, it's, this is the thing the Buddha said, if it's beneficial, the problem is it's hard for us to tell what is truly beneficial. So that's where... Uncertainty comes in. There are no certain answers, but it's there are certain answers. We just don't have them. So it's more about us trying in our muddled way to discern what is right. It's not just yes, always. I mean, it would be much easier if the answer was always tell people the truth when 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 it when the opportunity arises. But clearly, that's not the 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 right way. Is it normally that normal that labeling things seems more distracting than just noting them, noticing them but not picking a word? Yeah, um, it's not distracting, but it's disturbing, and it's meant to be. It's meant to disturb your habitual stream, you know, their habitual reactions. So we have this, we're comfortable in the way that we deal with things, but that being comfortable, that comfortable involves defilements, and so we're trying to disrupt, disrupt it. The other thing is it's showing you how uh, chaotic things really are. So we have a way of surfing over the waves, the, 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 the disturbances, sort of just superficial 
investigation, keeping it superficial enough so that it doesn't bother us. This meditation is bringing you right in there, and that's not easy, and so as a result, you're seeing how difficult it is and how chaotic it is. The third is that it's just um, a part of the the beginner stages in the practice. For a beginner, you know, for an advanced meditator, they're much better able to not have, have a greater than superficial involvement with reality. And so as a result, it's not so disturbing. But in the beginning, um, you're doing it a lot wrong. You're, it's clumsy. It's uh, unskillful. And so, yeah, as a result, it's going to be chaotic. But no, it, it's not actually distracting. That may be how it appears because you have this idea that it's it's a better meditation somehow to just go with it. But it's actually not not disturbing. It's not distracting. It's just disturbing. And it's disturbing for these reasons. First of all, reality is kind of disturbing. Second of all, you're not in the beginning very good at uh, approaching reality. And third, it's it's a part of the actual practice to be disturbed, because the superficial ability to surf over the experiences um, belies the fact that they're actually it's actually not a way to find happiness that this is not sustainable it's not conducive to true and lasting happiness in truth once you see reality clearly you reject it entirely and you leave it behind and in favor of uh, freedom you leave behind everything set step by step in your life you start letting go of the more complicated aspects of your life simplifying until eventually you just let go of everything and have no interest in being involved at all. Right, okay, so um, some questions about this project that we kind of vaguely mentioned. I mean, I have to be a little vague because I can't say, but we need support. We, to make this happen, we need people to help. So if you want to help organize, uh, there's a meeting, but we're going to set up something on a crowdsourcing site. Yes. So, Robin, you yeah. want to explain? Sure. It's a, a nice site called YouCaring, and um, there's a, a ton of crowdsourcing, crowdsource funding sites, but we were able to find one that doesn't charge um, a percentage other than the, the PayPal percentage, which everyone has to charge. That's a PayPal policy. So in other words, uh, Bonte will, uh, Bonte's organization will receive the maximum amount of, you know, of donations that are given to support this project. So we have the... Um, amount that we are hoping to raise, which is initially $6,000 to pay for um, some very basic expenses, um, the first and last month's rent and utilities and just real basic things like that. So that will be available tomorrow. Um, and it will be on YouTube and, you know, the basic kind of thing that you can share on, on your Facebook if you so choose or if you know particular people that you know might be interested, um, you know, please share it with them. They can be shared by email, many different methods of just getting the word out and um, it would be a great way to support. And as far as the 7 o'clock meeting tomorrow, Bunte, um, a couple of people were asking where mm. to go. Now, that's actually on Google Hangouts, right? Yeah, you have to get so, an invite. So you have to just send us an email or a message and send one of us a message and we'll add you. But that's an organizational meeting. It's only for if you want to be involved in organizing. And um, and we don't need, I suppose, well, we're going to need a few people uh, involved in, in spreading the word and, and 
coming brainstorming and working out logistics and so on we have to find a property we've been looking at rental properties and we have to find the right one we have to go take a look at it so hopefully when i go to mcmaster we're going to find a community there who some people might be able to help out with these sorts of things I just put my email in the chat window if anyone is interested in, in helping out and being a volunteer or, you know, even just showing up just to kind of give some feedback. We'll be looking at the, the video and everything for the first time together and uh, just making sure we didn't overlook anything. So if anyone's interested in attending or helping out, just send me an email and I'll make sure Bonte has that information. Okay, another question. Is Buddhism a religion that focuses on worship towards Buddha rather than your own well-being? I would say, Jacob, no. <laughs> Simon says, Jacob, no. Absolutely. And pretty much the opposite, right? It's much more about your own well-being and very little about any sort of worship of any kind. I mean, we do kind of worship the Buddha in the sense that we think he is someone worthy of our reverence. Because, but it's more it's more like reverence than worship. The common word worship, I think, has become too much of um, sort of devo um, being devoted towards the simple ritual of uh, as a god or something. The Buddha wasn't certainly a god. What would be your specific qualifications for ordination? Rule number one: Don't ask me about ordination. Qualification number one. Stop asking about ordination. And that's not really tongue-in-cheek because, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Because um, anyone who comes to me looking to ordain, at this point, it's just a red flag. I'm sorry, that sounds probably pretty bad. And it's probably, in your case, not true, which is why I feel comfortable saying it. Because uh, focus on meditation. And I'm not I'm not chastising you or anything. I'm saying you want it to happen. You 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 you're in you know you that serious. Then it has to be. I'm so serious about meditation. I want to put on a rectangle of cloth and keep doing it. It has to be that. And it can't be about I want to become a monk because I think it's cool to wear uh, a toga. Right. So. Think of it like that um, that 80s kung fu movie that I always reference, uh, where he sat in the courtyard, and uh, they wouldn't let him in. They said, "No, no, a Fight Club as well." One of the last movies I saw before I became a monk. Uh, Fight Club, where they make you stand outside. But there was an earlier movie, this Shaolin movie. Where they made him, he sat outside and they said, no, no, we don't accept foreigners. And they just ignored him and sat in front of the monastery until they let him in. And of course, he ended up causing a ruckus and, and a big upset in the monastery. So. so, yeah, there's that. But um, that's how you have to approach it. You want You come and do a meditation course, and then we'll talk about whether you can do a second meditation course. <laughs> If you've done that, then we can talk about, well, maybe a third meditation course. We kind of get the point, get the picture. Because, uh, you know, if we let you stay, then you can stay.
think you've answered all the questions, Monte. Yeah, well, good enough. Amazing. It's good. We do every day like this. Yeah. The answers don't pile up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you. there were like 200 questions piled up on Google Moderator. So this is nice. All caught up. Awesome. Thank you, Robin, for being there to help. Oh, thank you. All right. Let's call it a night. See you all tomorrow. Thank you, Bante. Be well.